the EAPA Chataway podcast with Lindsay Taylor. Hello, I'm Lindsay Taylor, founder and director of Your Excellency Limited Virtual Academy. Welcome to my EAPA Chataway with Lindsay podcast. In this series, I get to chat away with inspirational stars in the admin professional community, including EAs and PAs who have some fantastic knowledge, wisdom, and insights to share with you. You can read more about my guests and Your Excellency over on our website at www.yourexcellency.co.uk. In this month's episode, I'm delighted to chat away with Hannah Gray, founder of the Office Management Group. Hannah is a specialist office and facilities management consultant with over 15 years experience. She founded Black and White Office Consultancy in 2016 and a unique online resource, the Office Management Portal, the year later. Now combined as the Office Management Group, they provide training and support to office management professionals and businesses across the UK and around the world. Hello, Hannah, and welcome to this first podcast episode of 2021. Happy New Year to you and all our listeners. Thank you for joining me, Hannah. Hi, Lindsay. Thank you so much. And happy new year to you as well. It's 2021. (laughs) Hannah, could you tell um, me and our listeners a little bit about your background and how that has influenced what you do today, please? Of course, I'd love to. So I have grown up in secretarial PA and EA roles and for the longest time, the office management side of that. So always been part of the admin world, as it were, um, from working locally in Essex in estate agents right the way through to some big corporates like JP Morgan and RBS, which is where I fell in love truly with office management. And I found my passion at JP Morgan for it. And from there, I joined smaller companies with a much bigger remit and responsibility for office management, so at a global level. And I started to recognise how much support and consultancy there was for other uh, areas of the business, for example, for HR, for legal compliance um, and support networks as well for those and for PAs as well. Um, But that there was nothing for the office manager, for the typical role, responsibilities and needs of an office manager. So my consultancy business and the portal, which is um, our sort of online hub offering, came from there. And yeah, I I really take my influence from my time in these roles, like I say, and seeing where people that I, the, the predecessors of the roles, I would take over from them and I would see that they didn't have that support. They didn't have that advice. They weren't experts because you can't be an expert in every single thing you're doing as an office manager because the breadth of responsibility is so huge. It's vast. So people would say to me, you know, maybe a year after being in these roles, you've transformed this office, this is incredible, or whatever it might be, some really positive feedback. And I thought, I can't be the only one that's doing this, that's doing this well. Um, But from that, I thought there's probably a business in there to go out and support these office managers, provide them with resources, provide them with learning opportunities, and and the businesses as well, you know, act as their office manager if if they need it. 
so that's how it was born wow 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 wow! it sounds like you've got lots of experience as well which I think really helps when you set up your own business that you're able to draw on your own experiences and you've kind of I always say been there done that worn the t-shirt and actually a, a great place to be when people want to come to you for advice based on your own experience Hannah so so when you worked as an office manager then, and it sounds like you've worked in lots of different sectors and organizations, what were some of the top challenges that you faced? And also part two of that question too, Hannah, what are you hearing from office managers now that is their top challenge? Uh, so for me, the top challenges have probably been trying to get authority in a business because you are responsible for so much and and it varies from the toilets for example and when they're blocked and not necessarily being a person that goes in and unblocks them but the person that they come to that go to where you're the first to hear about it and you need to deal with it right the way through to managing a nine million pound budget for your business and being accountable for every penny of that nine million pounds which is a huge thing and having the responsibility to sign multi-thousand, hundred thousand pound contracts. I wasn't able to sign multi-million pound contracts because we never had any, but, you know, contracts that that cost the company a lot of money on their bottom line revenue. So that kind of level of responsibility and remit right the way down to toilet problems and toilet life. And people would often just push you into the latter half of that. The, The menial tasks that meant that they thought that you were kind of a skivvy for the office and um, and trying to get respect in a way that was mutually respectful as well. You know, they're, they're my clients. If I'm working in an office as an office manager, those employees, those staff are my clients. And so I, I never see it that I'm more senior than them, but there has to be mutual respect. And I found that very difficult with certain individuals in some of these businesses. And I think that's something that a lot of my members and office managers in the community that I've spoken to see as well. There's varying levels of respect for their role from people saying, what is it exactly that you do? And some people have literally word for word had that question asked of them to people that recognize what they do and value what they do. And it's quite hard because there's such an inconsistency around that. And each day you wake up for work and know what you're going into. You know, is today one of the days where people are going to respect and value me or disrespect and discredit me and make me feel like I'm not worthy and give me imposter syndrome and all this other kind of stuff? And that may come with other roles, but I think it's particularly pertinent for the office management role. 2021, well, we're just at the start of it. And the biggest challenge last year was by far and wide for the office manager, the COVID virus. And I think. Yes, you know, anyone listening to this, PA, EA, office manager, or anybody that's outside of that role listening will probably say, well, that's the same for every business, totally. However, if you were an office manager or an, or an admin, you were probably charged very quickly overnight when the first lockdown hit, particularly here in the UK, with getting your business offline and online very quickly. That was a huge challenge. And so many rose to that challenge. and you know, with probably a lot of expert support around them from their suppliers and things, but their continued challenge has been making that office safe. And it's been quite disheartening for some of them because so many made it safe November, December, and we went into another lockdown, we came out of it. And I think what's upset a few of them, I suppose, and been a challenge that they've had to deal with is 
they've made it safe, they've invested a lot of time in doing their risk assessment, developing in products or going into the office and physically making it safe, signs and so on and so forth, communications, etc. And then people actually haven't gone in. Um, so I suspect now looking into 2021 and goodness knows what's going to happen over the next couple of months. I, I suppose they are trying to understand where they need to be next. Do they need to be in the office? Do they need to be that constant presence that is monitoring how this is going and this environment and how safe it is? Do they need to be the person that's making sure the vulnerable are getting their vaccines? That's the way it goes. Or that everybody's getting their vaccines and they don't let people back in until, you know, we don't know. So I think to override or, or overarch that with something is that they've had to constantly adjust and adapt 2020 and probably still more for 2021 as we look yeah. forward. It's that adaptability and that flexibility, isn't it, which actually is is so, so important and even more so over the over the last year or so. And that can be that can really take it out of you. That's quite exhausting to have to when the when the kind of goalposts keep changing and you're then having to change the way that you're working and adhere to new government guidelines, new health and safety initiatives. It, it yeah, it's quite exhausting, isn't it? And I think I think it's really important on that point then for the office managers to make sure that they're looking after themselves. I know as a role, you're very, you're in charge or you're looking after your whole team as well as your office environment. It's the people around you and you're very often that go-to person. And I think it's so important to ensure that you're looking after you. There's that great quote, isn't there, that you can't pour from an empty cup, take care of yourself first, which I just love. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that quote as well, actually. It isn't any truer in the sense of the office manager. I often say to people, the office manager, and I can say it firmly now that I, I have a, you know, one and a half year old, is that it is a bit like being a mum. So any office managers out there that are mums will probably be able to relate, but even if they're not, if they've ever had a dog or a cat or a hamster, there's an element that they'll probably resonate with them in that you are the office mum or dad, you know, and you are looking after this big family, this big demanding family that want their coffee. And if their coffee's not there because the supply didn't come in or you forgot to order it or the machine broke and your supplier's not met the SLA to get it fixed in four hours and all the other stuff that can go on, they will throw a tantrum. And you have to, unlike a child, you can't send them to their room for misbehaving. You have to mother them and put your arms around them and go and get the coffee from the shop if you need to, you know, and, and adapt and be flexible. And I think it can be quite draining in that sense, particularly if you don't then get that gratitude back and that, that recognition of the value that we talked about. So yeah, I think making sure that you do switch off at night, and I was never particularly good at this, particularly as my roles got global because I had people from all different time zones in America, in Dubai, in Australia, in um, South Korea and things where I had to be online for them because I had people I managed out there in offices and so on. But is, is setting a boundary of when you switch off. And when you aren't working for a week and doing an office move or sorting out the new tech infrastructure or whatever it might be, just taking that time to, yeah, recharge your batteries. Yeah, absolutely. Great advice. And preempted my next question, which is amazing, Hannah, which gradually led into that, which was good. So it was what top advice would you give to office managers? So one bit of top advice that we've covered then is, is looking after yourself. But any other top advice that you would give to office managers now? Yeah, so my my number one advice is always to be proactive in your roles. Um, I've, I've talked about it on a lot of webinars I've done. It's 
in the portal, we talk about it. You are responsible for so many different areas, but the best thing you can do to showcase who you are and the value you add to that business is to be proactive, is to stay two or three steps ahead at all times in as much as you can control because you can't control it. And if you think you can and if you get frustrated because you can't, you've got to let it go or you're in the wrong job. I think being proactive can be in as much as doing a walk of your office each day, each morning before people generally get in or as they're getting in to make sure that the lights are on, the air conditioning is working, it's not too hot, it's not too cold, the office is clean, everything, you know, in terms of health and safety is okay and, you know, simple things like that, right down to having chats with not just your managers but also having chats with the head of HR, catching up with them regularly, having chats with the head of IT, line managers that you know regularly hire, like marketing, who perhaps never tell you to the last minute, get a regular one-to-one booked in with them because they're stakeholders and you need to build and bridge that relationship so that they do say, well, actually, Lindsay, yeah, we are thinking of hiring a couple of people next year. Okay, well, um, Mark, the problem is that you don't have any seats left in your marketing department. So should we get you some more desks? Should we do a bit of a desk move and make space? You know, having those conversations with people, building that relationship, is you being proactive? Is you getting one step ahead? Because you'll get the information flowing back. So yeah, that's always my top tip. And it's really interesting listening to you, Hannah, when you said about, okay, it's about ensuring that the the office is really functioning to the very best of its ability. And whether that is the infrastructure, the fact that you you mentioned checking the, the heating, the, the cleanliness, the health and safety there. Those are things that very often kind of go on in the background. And I think many of the team members expect that just to happen and, and to be in place. And I think that maybe then impacts the profile of an office office manager that you're you're sometimes sort of working in the background and smoothing things over and ensuring it's all working beautifully and that's maybe where the challenge lies in really I suppose raising the profile of the profession the office manager profession doesn't it yeah it really is and and that's that's exactly what I was referring to as well about the scale in which someone can be valued and respected in that role because if, if some people pigeonhole you into the less desirable tasks let's say of that role but also in terms of yes if everything is running in your office if you walk in as an employee that day or that week or that month everything each day has worked fine you just assume that that's just the way that office runs if you've never met the office manager because you're in perhaps a business of 100 or more staff, you don't know who they are. They haven't made a point of introducing themselves to you. And I have a tip on that as well. You would never really know how it runs and how it functions and the level of work and the cost as well, really, that goes into it. I mean, you've got plants in your office behind you and you can, you know, mm. there are contracts that go into that. There are, they need watering, they need pruning and so on to keep it going. And yeah. All of that is part of an office manager's job to get the right contracts in place at the right cost so that it doesn't suck all the profit out from the company as well, but also that, you know, it works and those plants stay alive, the lights stay on, we're saving energy where we can, we're, you know, updating our marketing and our branding if we need to and all these other different things that they get involved in. Um, And, yeah, they can often just get, lost in the background until such time something goes wrong and then everybody comes they get noticed and probably for the wrong reasons because they get blamed you know they they become accountable suddenly for something that's probably well out of their control you know like the air conditioning most offices they can't control it as part of a building design um 
So there's only so much they can do. So you mentioned top tip then for kind of maintaining that that profile and the fact that you are visible in your organisation. So what, what would you say is the advice there then? Yeah, so the housekeeping tip I gave about walking around the office each morning, that's a really good way of being visible because as people are getting in, they see you and you make a point of saying, morning, Lindsay, morning, John, how are you doing? Did you get that chair the other day or did it get sorted, that issue raised? And you make a point of being seen there and physically right okay that's light's not working if you want to use actions use actions you know write it down I see that bulb's not working and they will start to see what you're responsible for just through that because they will notice you because they don't often particularly if you're new in the role or you're new to office management or maybe you've been at your business for a while and you start doing this they'll notice because it's new um after a while they'll stop noticing you yeah so doing that and also by making sure that people know the value you bring by doing things that benefit them. So um, something like desk assessments, DSEs, display screen equipment assessments, they bring so much value to the individual, it's unreal. So by offering that service, by getting trained, you can spend a couple of hundred pounds becoming an assessor and going and seeing people and sorting out how they, how comfortable they are at their desk, that can add so much value. And I think um, the final one is is doing those one-to-one so not just with your line manager or the team that you manage perhaps if you're a manager yourself is doing one-to-ones with line managers and communicating effectively with them about what you're up to as well as then asking what they're up to and their their team's plans all about relationship building and that whole communication so so important isn't it yeah 100 percent. yeah so yeah I think being visible is something that you can control for sure so Hannah your your passion is obvious as is your expertise in the role of the office manager and you have set up the very first inaugural UK office management awards which I'm really excited to share with all of our listeners so I am delighted to be a judge for the award, so thank you for inviting me. Can you tell us a bit? Can you tell us a bit more about these awards, Hannah? Very exciting. Yeah, of course. So yeah, they are the first um, UK-based office management awards that purely focus on recognising professionals in the office management world. Um, that includes some of our service suppliers and providers as well who service and support us office managers, but mostly seven categories dedicated to the office management profession. So there's 10 in total. I launched this, yeah, back in September last year because, to be honest, I came up with the idea for this whilst I was on maternity leave with my son. And um, I was looking at how we can expand the, the portal into the group and make the offering and the support and the resources bigger for the office manager. And in line with what is out there for EAs and PAs in terms of the access to networking and the recognition and, you know, the exhibitions and all this kind of stuff. So that's where where the awards came from, is, is trying to align it to the same level of opportunity that PAs and EAs have but also that other business professionals have you know lots of companies have awards for marketing um, you know marketing professionals and HR professionals there's so many so it's about time I believe the office managers had that stage and that opportunity to showcase how valuable they are obviously you know about the program the deadline closes on the 15th of January so we're really close now to that and we've had some wonderful entries so far and I can't wait for you to see them Lindsay as well because I think it's a really exciting time and looking ahead into this new year that will hopefully not be filled with so much coronavirus talk um 
their role, I believe, is more important now than ever. We've already talked about how it might change and vary and they have to diversify because of the changes that may come to the office life. And, um, yeah, I, I truly believe they are heroes. I truly believe that they are the uns- unsung heroes that do get challenged as to what do you do. And this is their time to say, do you know what, Fred? This is what I do. This is what I do. And this is the value that, that is added as well. Yeah. That's kind of the bottom line, isn't yeah. it? The fact that you absolutely are part and parcel of the success of an organization. For me, that's what it's all about. The awards sound amazing. So that day, everyone listening again, is the 15th for final um, nominations. And you can you can put yourself forward as well. We really are encouraging people to nominate themselves, aren't we? Yeah. So, yeah. So there's two options. When you go to the website, there is an enter now button or there is a nominate button. So if you're listening and you're a PA or an EA and you're working with an office manager in your organization and you think they kick ass, nominate them, please, because it's time they got the recognition for what they do and the glue that they they are to hold these organizations together. Um, So, yes, so nominate or if you're an office manager listening or Perhaps your title isn't office manager, but actually effectively you are. You might be an EA where you're in a small organization and you are basically the office manager as well. Put yourself forward. Click that enter now button. It's free to enter. And we're going to have an awards ceremony, um, hopefully at the end of April and celebrate like no celebration for office managers has ever been done before because it hasn't. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds amazing. (laughs) So I'll make sure all of those links are up on our website as well for everyone listening too, so that you can nominate yourself or nominate someone else. Sounds amazing. Now, Hannah, it would be really remiss of me not to acknowledge the typical New Year's resolution question, given that we are sharing this in 2021. So Are New Year's resolutions something that you do, Hannah? And if so, what are your resolutions for this this coming year? I I tend to dip in and out year to year, but I have got some resolutions this year because I think given last year, given that I came back from maternity leave in the middle of a pandemic um, and I had to rethink about my business and motherhood and balancing all of that, I have come up with some. The first I have to do this year is get back into yoga. Um, I've done a little bit over December and November, but I really have to get back into a routine. And this has been my downfall of 2020 is I stopped my routine so much because it was so up and down (laughs) through the year. Um, So get back into routine and make yoga a part of that. And the second is to make the business even more of a success in the sense of these new initiatives that we've got. We were supposed to do the office management show last year, which is our exhibition. And the idea was that the award ceremony actually would have been at the end of January, but it's all been pushed back. And I'm more determined now than ever at any point last year to make these a success and put all of my energy and effort and heart and soul and sweat, blood and tears, if I must, into getting these office managers that recognition, into giving them the resources, the training, the support, the advice, the contacts, you know, connecting them with people like you to enable them to do their job and to enable them to be empowered, feel empowered and understand 
but they are valuable. Sounds amazing, Hannah. I think it's one thing that 2020 taught us with the having to postpone so many things is we've, we've come back stronger and we're determined to make things happen this year. So if we can say hashtag watch this space, how amazing would that be? So. <laughs> Yes, that's a good one. <laughs> I know, I know. I might, I might put that on the website as well. Hannah. You should, yeah. I have loved, loved, loved this opportunity to chat away with you, Hannah. I'm so appreciative of you taking time out of your busy, busy schedule and joining me for this chat away. I know our listeners are going to love some of the advice that you shared. We'll make sure all those resources are up on the website. Remember, everyone, the closing date for entries and nominations for the Office Management Awards is the 15th of January. So that just leaves me to say thank you, Hannah. It has been amazing chatting to you thank you very much thank you thank you so much for inviting me it's been a pleasure i have so enjoyed this chat away with hannah i want to thank her for taking time out of her busy schedule to join me and share her passion for the office manager role remember the closing date for entries for the office management awards is the 15th of january get entering get nominating and be proud of the profession you're in everyone I'll be back in February with episode five, when I have the opportunity to chat away with the fabulous Sarah Harrison, founder of Bucks, Barks and Oxen, that's BBO PA Network. The EAPA Chataway Podcast. Find out more online at yourexcellency.co.uk.